Welcome to Strictly Sports Podcast. My name is Steve Strickland. Today's guest will be Harry J from the Four Sportsman Radio Show. Today we're going to do the 2020 mock draft. Um, Harry will be selecting the NFC as I will be holding the AFC picks from 1 through 32. Harry, thanks for being with us today. How are you, sir? Doing good, my friend. Excited that the draft is here, man. I don't think I've ever needed a draft more. Oh, I, you're right about that. I mean, there's no live sports. You know, I was speaking with uh, Miguel a couple days ago about, you know, you can rewatch the recorded Super Bowl World Series, but it's just not the same because you know the ending. Yep. So true. So let's dive right into the NFL covering the draft. How do you feel about the, the draft being virtual this year? You know, it's funny. Uh, I've seen a lot of postings saying, you know, are they going to be able to pull it off? And you know what? I'm like, if me and 11 of my drunken idiot friends can figure out how to draft online, I think the NFL could, should be able to figure it out too. Yeah, and there's reports that they'll, they'll be doing a mock uh, draft tomorrow to set up for Thursday evening. Yeah, I think the drafting part will be easy. It's the communications between the teams. That'll be their challenge. Like they're setting up hotlines. I imagine you have extensions, right, for each team, just like you're in the office. Right. I mean, it's, this is the technology today. This is not rocket science for these guys to set up. Just no. Limited funds. And, and so, you know, multi-billion dollar, yeah. you know, agency, corporation, however you want to classify it, they know what they're doing. I agree. I agree. So, so you're going to lead with the NFC, T, NFC teams, and I'll lead with the AFC teams. So pick one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody has the same guy going. As you look across the board in the mock drafts. I agree with them, and, and I think it's best for the franchise. We're going to select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Um, he's going to come in. I, I think he's going to start right away, pending to see what they do with Andy Dalton. And it'll be interesting to see if, if he's ready to go or if he was that one-year college football player that had a great year, won the championship in Heisman, and then either he's going to be a great quarterback or a mediocre quarterback. You know, I get the one-year wonder thing, and that concerns me usually. But when your one year is like the best year in the history of college football, it's hard to put you in the one-year wonder category for me. I mean, he was ridiculous last year. I agree. I mean, he took, you know, he, he beat a lot of very good teams. I mean, convincingly too there was there was no question yeah and i i saw a number the other day i'm not sure if it was seven top 10 teams and his numbers were like 27 touchdowns and two picks against those top 10 teams so it's not like he was just beating up the uh, you know our, our lady of sorrow uh division three schools even the best schools he, he was killing them yeah he, he was essentially beating up the farm schools and the sec for the nfl yep no doubt Okay, my up. You're up, number two, to the Washington Redskins. Okay, so you know, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I despise the Redskins. I would love to give them a punter here, but because I think that they made a mistake last year, or let me rephrase that, they're going to make a mistake this year if they pass on your boy Tua. You think so? I do. So I know everybody's saying. Take Chase Young. He's the short thing. He's the pass rusher. They already have some. They already have half of Alabama's uh, defensive line to add him to. Right, Allen, 
uh, it's Payne on that team. I forget who, who that's correct. Because, um, and he got uh, sweat from Florida State last year. Montez sweat. I think that you know, and that that front four would be scary. But top quarterbacks don't come along every day. You have one sitting there staring you in the face. You may only have him because the injury that he had. Maybe let Joe pass him in the rankings. So well, I don't think that I think, anybody I think can some truth to play that. and think that Haskins is on the same level of Tua. No, I, and Haskins was the old regime. Yeah, that too. That's a good point. Yep. So I'm going with Tua to the Skins. Tua, number two to the Skins. Very interesting. Yep. You're next with the Lions. So with the Lions, they're in a nice position. It's, it's a good news, bad news. You need help everywhere. <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> so um, because I had on here Simmons, the uh, linebacker from Clemson or Akuda, but now I think they have to take Chase Young because they, they probably like they had no idea he was going to be available. They have to take him there. And that's kind of similar to what Jacksonville fell into last year with Josh Allen. I agree. They thought that, you know, he wasn't going to be there. Yep. 100%. Then I'm up again, right? You are. You're New York Giants. So they're in a situation where they need help everywhere, too. But I think if you're going to help your your young quarterback, get him a – I think Nate Solder might be better as a right tackle. Maybe they bring in – your boy uh, Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama. I just assume everybody from Alabama is your boy. So, uh, well, some of, some of them are good. Some of them don't make it. <laughs> but uh, so I'm going to go offensive tackle, uh, Jedrick Wills from Alabama to the Giants. Very interesting. That leads me to number five with the Miami Dolphins. Who there's been report that they try to get Tua in before all the coronavirus stuff and. Tua was their guy. There's talk about Justin Herbert. Um, you know, Miami's in that rebuild stage, which it, uh, he did a pretty good job last year coaching that team with what he had. Uh, so I'm going to say that the Miami Dolphins select Justin Herbert. Wow. Okay. Do you think? Do you think that they got a little sick to their stomach when the Skins took Tua? I think so. <laughs> um, now, mind you, we're, we're just doing the mock based on how it is, but we all know on draft night there's those funny trades that you don't really see coming. Yep. Um, and, you know, a lot of this could kind of work work out this way or it could be that team to come up that you're not expecting. I agree. And they have two first-round picks just like uh, you guys and a couple other teams. The Miami Dolphins have three first-round picks. They do have three. Yes, 26, 18, and five. Wow. That's a lot of ammo. That's a lot of ammo. And potentially they could use the third one to move up if they wanted. But with this draft being as deep as it is in some positions and what the Miami Dolphins need, I, I think they, they're better just to keep all three. But they have to hit all three draft picks. They, they can't have the, the two yeah. all-stars and then pick that one guy that kind of falls off the map in training camp or he's a two-year guy and that's it. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it depends how you how they have their players ranked, right? If A lot of times when people do their boards, they may have 
18 legitimate, 18 to 20 legitimate first round grades. So if you're them, maybe you say, you know what, we'll stay put at five and then we'll package the other two and come back up again. Maybe, you know. Right. If your guy is there and you think someone's going to take. Because after 15, you're not, you know, as guaranteed to get the blue chip guy. You know, I'd rather have two blue chippers than, you know, one blue chipper and two solid guys. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I can agree with you more. So you are up again with the Chargers, my friend. The San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. The Los Angeles yep. Chargers. I still say that. San Diego to me. Exactly. So with the quarterback ish, uh, you know, switching here at two and five, I'm going to say the San Diego Chargers select Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Yeah, that's a good pick there. He's one of those guys, though. He's he's talented beyond belief. He's just that kind of tweener body, though, right? He's not quite big enough to be the big linebacker. Where do you put him? You thinking that? Well, he's he's a hybrid type of guy. Yeah. So I would I would kind of use him as a the, the safety linebacker, um, so to speak. Definitely not a linebacker in running situations. Um, so you know, obviously. The NFL is more of a, a, a nickel defense, basically. Yeah. So I think he would fit in well in that aspect. Yeah, I agree that. And if you have to go to, you know, a, a four three or a three four, then you he could he could also rush too. So the thing his his versatility is off the charts. And in the NFL, you know, the speed on defense wins. Yeah, he's got plenty of that. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. This one, um, I feel pretty solid about them picking this guy. Because, you know, they did lose. They lost two defensive tackles, which Dallas signed in uh, Gerald McCoy and uh, Don Terry Poe. That is correct. So I would see them jumping up to get uh, Derek Brown from Auburn, who is a monster. And that – and that makes sense, you know, to fill the void that you lost. Because if you lose two defensive tackles, you, you, you have to go out and get one. You have to. Yep. That's essentially saying you're going to play with two defensive ends and no defensive tackles. Yeah. And guys like Derek and Brown are, are, you know, an upper echelon of guys you're going to see every year at that spot. So. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is he's a freak of an athlete. I mean, the, the – Played in the SEC, he went against again the, the farm system for the NFL, the best of the best in the SEC. So it just makes sense. Yep. So now we have Arizona. So I'm going to go. You have the young quarterback. You've added another receiver to your team, a serious receiver. Um, I'm going to get them some O line help. And bring in uh, Becton, the behemoth tackle from uh, Louisville. That makes a lot of sense. The one thing that I'm that I'm worried about with this this guy is that he had a diluted urine at yeah. the combine, and that automatically puts him in the stage one of the drugs. I mean, which he, he he's never had a history of it. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. That's why I wasn't as worried about that. Um. If he had some kind of history of it or any history of it, that would concern me more. But 
I think what really concerns me with Becton is his weight. Um, you know, being through 360, I think he was 370. Yeah. That's a big boy. Yep. He's such an athlete so, you know, that maybe you put him on a program and get him at 340. And he, he's not even fat at 360. He's such a monster, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's he's not a Larry Allen or a Nate Newton, you know, those big meaty guys. He's he's I mean he's a big guy, but his 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 athleticism is off the charts. Yeah, it kinda reminds me of a uh, former uh, cowboy uh Flozal Adams. He was almost six seven, same thing, six seven, three fifty, and wasn't sloppy, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, but, you know, you you get these players, you come in, you want to add weight on them, you want to drop some weight. <clears throat> these NFL teams, they, they have the strength and conditioning programs that are second to none. Yep. So they're, they're going to they're gonna get them where they want them. He's just going to have to embrace the situation and listen and do what they tell him to do. And he'll probably be a 12, 14-year tackle. Yep. And, you know, if they were that worried, then you could always go with uh, Wirfs from Iowa, who's 6'5", 320, less of a question mark. But I just think the upside is so big with the, such a monster like this that maybe this guy becomes Jonathan Ogden at some point, you know? It's possible. And look where J.L. Yep. is. Hall of exactly. Fame. Exactly. And then now this team, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, do you know anybody that likes them? They're on they're on. Uh, yes, I do know one guy, and it's probably you both know that, that one I guy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, Jacksonville is in a rebuild stage right now. I mean, they got rid of Ram. They traded Ramsey. They got rid of Boue. They traded Campbell. You know, uh, reports are out there that Leonard Fournette is being talked about moving. Um, obviously, Nick and Guake is dissatisfied with the Jags. He doesn't want nothing to do with him. He's not going to sign his tender. He wants to be traded. So the, the Jags just blow everything up. You're probably going to be a 3-13 and 13 team. I mean, Minshew is great. Minshew mania is wild. But you, you, you just can't do everything with a quarterback. And I'm not a fan of trading Leonard Fournette, which is probably going to happen Thursday night. Um, but if you're going to blow it up, you might as well blow it all up, yep. right? Get all, get as many draft picks as you can get, whether it's this year and put some in the bank for next year, whatever the case is. But you have to hit your draft picks. You have to select the best player that's going to come in and make an impact in a, in a team on all three sides of the ball that has holes in it. There's, there's no way around it. Yes, you got Josh Allen, Okay. But Telvin Smith is gone. Yep. You got Miles Jack. So, you know, your corners are pretty much shot. Your safeties are okay. But the whole team is young. So I'm surprised they haven't made any moves in free agency. Um, but, again, they're, they're blowing it up. So I, I wouldn't expect them to bring in a veteran knowing that he's not going to have a chance to win there because nobody wants to go there. Right. So with – the ninth selection and the 2020 NFL draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Jeffrey Okuda, yeah, Ohio State. No brainer. That's where like, I keep their, they stand up and say, This guy's still on the board. Oh my God. 
and you know, like I, I referenced before, Josh Allen fell in on last year at number seven. Yep. Great, and 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 the kids, he's gonna, he's going to be great. He's a little raw, but he's going to be great. So I, I think you bring in your defense. You you lost two corners, Ramsey and Boue, which are both pro bowlers. Why don't you, you you have to you have to fill that void? You can't let it go. Let me ask you before you move on to your next pick there. How would you feel about them trying to get up to two and get into a? You know, or are you that? Do you love Minshew Mania enough to stay, think that's your guy? Listen, I'm hanging out in my jorts and my porn stash. Okay, that's where enough I'm at said. right now. Gotcha. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind if they moved up because um, they do have 12 draft picks. But the thing is, is I'm worried about his hip. That's the thing with Tua. Uh, I'm worried about his hip. And yeah, his videos look good, but. Is he damaged goods? That that's a very tough injury to come back from. You get him and just just you know, redshirt and, him this year. Go with uh, that. See what happens. You know that that is a possibility. Unfortunately, I'm not Dave Caldwell and Mr. Sean and Doug Marone. So me personally, I wouldn't make that decision. I, I would stick with taking um, Jeff Lakuda. Okay. But you, you you never know. Some of the strangest things happen on draft yep. night. I mean, look, they, they traded up for Blaine Gabbert. So uh, nothing surprises me with Jacksonville. Agreed. Moving right along to pick 10, you got the Cleveland Browns on the clock. They're in a pretty good situation. They have a lot of talent. I know there's talk about them moving Beckham, which if they do move Beckham, I, I think they're going to take a wide receiver. Um, that would be my thing. Uh, but I can't. I can't see them. I can't see them taking a quarterback because if they do that at ten, they're, they're essentially putting Mayfield on the bench and they're going to ruin him. So with the tenth overall pick, I surprisingly I have Tristan Wirfs going to the Cleveland Browns, and I think the you you boosted the offensive line, you get your blind side. You have Baker Mayfield locked in. He's good. And then if you trade, maybe you could trade Beckham for an early second or a late first or maybe two seconds or a second and a third. And then you get your wide receiver because the dra- this draft is filled with wide receivers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the pick. That's, that's the same pick I would have done right there for sure. You still got to replace, you know, Joe Thomas, you know. Exactly. I mean, that – that's that's an all pro. That's that's a whole thing. big, uh, you know, corn fed, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa lineman. Perfect replacement for him. Absolutely. Moving right along, we got the New York Jets. You know, the Jets are a tricky team here because they need offensive help, but they could also use some defensive help as mm-hmm. well. Um, with what's on the board. I know there's talk out there that they're going to take a wide receiver. And, yeah, you can take a wide receiver, but you got to make sure that Sam Darnold is protected yep. as well. So so what do you rather take a weapon and and not verify, uh, shore up the left side for, for your franchise quarterback? Or do you go out and get that left tackle? And I think that's going to be – Andre Thomas, tackle out of Georgia. 
guys. I, I think that shores up your left side. You have Le'Veon Bell coming back, which there's maybe there's a chance he's dealt on draft day too. You know, we just never know because we're not in the war rooms. As as fans, we can sit there and say, yeah, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But some of these teams put up smoke screens, and you just – you never know. On to the Raiders at pick 12. This is a no-brainer. They lost – well, they traded Amari Cooper to your Dallas Cowboys, which – I was very surprised, but I'm sure you were happy. And I mean, that's a tw- that's a twenty million dollar a year wide receiver. So I'm going to say the Oakland Raiders replace Amari Cooper with Jerry Judy out of Alabama, wide receiver. That's a good player, man. Good player. You do worse than that. I mean, there's three wide receivers at the top of the board. You got C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs and Judy. But Judy is is the guy. Judy's going to come in. He's going to work hard. He's going to play hard. He's going to he's he, his route running is great. Uh, he's got speed. He's not going to be that flashy guy of oh hey it's all me it's all me. I think he's going to come in into Vegas and and he's going to perform. And Mike Mayock and John Gruden are no BS type of guys. I agree. I agree. I think that's a perfect pick for them. He um. His claim to fame is he's a well, he's just all around a great player, but he's a great route runner. Um, when you have a quarterback and Carr has a little bit of Dak in him, right? They're not uh Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the you know pinpoint accuracy. You need a guy that can get open on their own, he'll hit you if you're open. He's not going to throw you open, as they say, right? Like Brady would do or Rodgers would do. So, you need a guy that runs perfect routes, and that's what Judy does. Exactly, and I think he'll compliment Derek Carr good, you know, just as well as he, any of the other two. But I, I think Judy fits the Las Vegas Raiders yep. with with what they're doing. Harry, you're on the board at number 13, the San Francisco 40 49ers. All right. Um, I think, you know, they lost some uh, beef up front. Um, their uh, D-tackle was the Oregon kid. Throwing a blank right now. Yeah, they I, traded I, him I, away. Yeah, I can't. Think but uh, they had a, a, a tough front four, so it's kind of surprising to trade uh, him. But they, you can't keep everybody all the time. You have a lot of high round, a ton of first round picks on that team. Buckner, yep, Buckner. thank you. So I think they're going to try to replace the beef with more beef and bring in uh, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. And I mean, I think that's a solid pick. The kid's six five, three hundred and twenty four pounds. You know that that's that's a yeah, big he's man nasty too. And, and again, he played in the SEC, and I and I hate to beat a dead horse, but that is the farm system of of the NFL. It's the best of the best. And coming into the Forty ers defense, they're a very fast defense, and he's very disruptive. He's he's no he's no joke. So I think he'll be a nice fit there. And that, that, again, you always want to replace if you lose something in the NFL. Because if you don't, you're going to have a hole there. And you can't always patch it up with, 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 with a, an undrafted rookie or a, a veteran signee later on in training camp. or what. Plus they have a formula that's worked. 
right? They stacked up those first round picks on the line and it got them to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, Absolutely. Why break it? It's not broke. Only if Shanahan can get him over the hump. I mean, he's had two teams there. He's been there with two teams. Yeah, I'm not going to give him total blame on Atlanta. But that was the worst clock management in the history of football. It was. But, again, I mean, you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. That that offense is just – there's way too much firepower. And you got the best quarterback in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. So – I mean, it's it. Yeah, you can. I can say that, but again, you got to look at you know what's going on. They th- that offense is they can score at any time, any time from anywhere yep. on the field. Yeah, I, there's never been anything like that offense in Mahomes. It's insane. It's Moving right along, pick fifteen. You got the Still Denver got a Broncos. Tampa in between there. I got a hit. Oh, I'm sorry. So here's a perfect side. example, though. I'm sure they sit; they're going to sit there on draft day and say, "We need a left tackle." And lucky for us, there's four guys: Wills, Thomas, Becton, and Worfs. One of them will definitely fall to us. <laughs> Newsflash: They're all gone. So now, <laughs> so what's so what's the second so now they're sitting there and they're saying, "Oh, wow." Do knowing um, you have Tom Brady, I know you have Evans and you have Chris Godwin, but I don't know how often you're going to have a chance at a Henry Ruggs or a CD Lamb. That makes a lot of sense. How crazy would those three be? Any combination of that, of Godwin. Well, you. Well, you also have to add Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard. Yeah, too, I hear they're looking to trade O.J. Howard, too. He has not panned out there, which I don't understand why. I think that uh, Arians, uh, his his um, offense doesn't really use the tight end like a lot of other ones do. You're right. It's more of a yeah, block. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that maybe Dallas can get him for a mid-round pick or something just to, you know. Problem is, that's great value to get him for a third-round pick. But he's still a first round salary, and then you got to do his no, fifth year option next year. It gets expensive, you know. So you can't pay everybody. So it's tough. But I'm gonna go. Exactly. I like rugs, and I feel like here's where the draft board. Do you stay true to your board or not? Evans, Godwin, rugs seems like the perfect combo if you could put rugs in the slot, right? That's but, a no brainer. I mean, there's not many guys that'll be able to cover right. him out of but the slot. Probably the better all-around receiver is Lamb. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's taller, a little he's bigger. A great route runner. He's super. He's not a. Uh, he's not going to beat Rugs in a race, that's for sure. But in the open field, he's unbelievable. And again, you know, if you can run routes, that your your route running can get right. you open. And you also have to think ahead, you know, um, you're probably not going to keep Evans and Godwin for long term. So I think they have to go, even though you look at the first, the perfect three uh, receiver group of Ruggs, Godwin, and Evans looks nice. I think I have to take C.D. Lamb and give C.D. Lamb a great route runner to Tom Brady. What can he do with him? And again, you have to be thinking next year you might not have a Godwin or one of these guys. So. Now you have a, a guy that can step right in and be a nice one or two receiver. So I'm going to go C.D. Lamb there. 
That's I think that's a pretty solid pick, which you give him one year to learn with Tom Brady because Brady's there for two years. We know that. He's there for two years. That was his contract. So in year two, maybe when there's an offseason, Brady and Lamb get together, and you you know how that works in the offseason. I mean, maybe he's his better version of Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? Just his go-to guy that can read his mind on every route. Yeah, that's possible. That is possible. You're my friend with the Broncos. The the Denver Broncos. You know, there's talk that Elway is trying to move up in the draft. Um, I think Denver needs a little too much. I think they missed with Joe Flacco. That was kind of one of those oh, I need to, I need to get a quarterback in here type thing. Um, they could use some defensive help. I know Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma, is there, but I don't really see any offensive weapons. And since he's on the board, you can't pass him up. We're going to say Henry Ruggs to the Denver Broncos yep. at fifteen. I don't think you can go wrong with that. I, I think that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. The Atlanta Falcons. So it it seems like year after year, Atlanta always has the same need list as us and is always picking one spot ahead of us (laughs) for the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, man, if I could just get that player one more pick and he's gone. Um, I can see the Falcons going. uh, They probably don't have a a D tackle that they rate this high after Kinlaw and Brown are gone. So they go cornerback. C.J. Henderson from Florida. And that makes sense with the way they play defense. They got that, um, the Seattle defense. And with Quinn there, so that, that makes sense. I think he's a 200 he, pound um, corner that could, you know, he'll, he'll, could run. So, yeah, he'll, exactly. He, and he's six foot. So he's, he's not really, really tall to be a corner. You know, but let's face it, that's probably the average size for a corner between six foot, six one, maybe. Yeah, six it seems two. like they're never going to be tall enough to be, you know, to handle a six four receiver. You're never going to get a six four corner that can cover anybody. But uh, if you got some weight to that, you're not going to get thrown around at the line. Probably six foot is as good as you can hope for. Well, Harry, this is um, this is great for you, the America's team. You have America's team. I'm going to start calling you America's fan. That's what I'm going to start calling you, Harry. You are America's fan. What are your Cowboys? So here's what I would do. We're not not going to do trades for our draft today, but I would have the Jets on the phone right now saying, look, you guys can assign Jamal Adams. Let me take him off your hands. I'll do you a favor. (laughs) Here's our number one pick. Here's Xavier Woods. Now you guys have a starting safety. Enjoy. And we get Jamal Adams and put him next to HaHa Quentin Dix, and that's our safety duo, as opposed to Woods and Heath. That's light years improvement. But for this scenario, we won't do trades. So I will say Dallas, and this is a guy that's been linked to Dallas quite a bit, and from everything I'm hearing out of Dallas, they're very interested in uh, uh, Levon Chason from LSU, uh, defensive end, 6'4", 250". Um, 
doesn't have huge numbers, but he's he's the quote unquote upside guy with crazy athletic ability. You know, another pass rusher. And the problem is, you know, they just signed uh, Alden Smith, and they have Randy Gregory. Neither one of them are actually allowed to play yet, and they don't know if they'll be allowed to play this season. Season. So right. it would be nice if the commissioner would make that ruling before the draft, but he's already said he won't. That's why I'm not a fan of his. So now you're kind of forcing their hand, I think, to take a defensive end here um, because you don't know if you'll have either one of them. So I think uh, Chase Allen will be the guy. And I think that's a pretty smart pick. Again, you have holes. You need to fill yeah. those holes. I mean, your offense is set. You could always use defensive help, but, you know, again, someone with that caliber uh, height and size and the upside that's there, it, it, it just – You know, I don't think they sense. went into this offseason thinking they were going to lose Robert Quinn free agency. <laughs> so that's like a hole that – I didn't even go into the offseason thinking about defensive end because I was sure they were going to re-sign him. So that kind of that throws you for a loop when you lose a guy like that. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Back on the board at 18 are the Miami Dolphins. Um, again, we as we discussed earlier, they have three picks. So, um, you know, it's tough. But I, I think here with the eight middle – just over, yeah, middle of the first round. You can't go wrong. I, I think they're going to bring in tackle Austin Jackson from USC. He's a big kid, 6'4", 320. Um, you need to get some help there. You just lost Tunsil. Uh, makes perfect sense for me. Yeah, not, think, Definitely. And they do uh, – USC does spit out some uh, good, uh, good tackle talent. Yes, Tyron Smith. They, they, uh, they seem to be a machine with them, so you can't go wrong. Moving on to 19, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I got to stay that yep. slow because it's always Oakland. Kind of like the Las Vegas uh, – L.A. Chargers and San Diego, excuse me. So Raiders are on the clock. I think they they go full defense. I think the Mike Mayock, John Gruden duo there, I think that's a really good duo. I've always liked Mike Mayock, John Gruden, Chucky's always been a one of those fiery coaches. Obviously, you can say he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team and whatnot. But don't forget the year before that, he was there with the Raiders. So with the 19th pick, I have the Las Vegas Raiders taking A.J. Terrell, quarterback, uh, cornerback out of Clemson. Sounds good. They're a weird team, um, the Raiders. I feel like they're a little bit stuck in the middle where they can't decide do we build through the draft or aging free agents. I don't know. At least they were the last year. So we'll see. They need, they're still finding their identity, I think. You know, Mayock is new to the, the GM world. We like you – know, he's a draft nut. So yeah, obviously he, draft guys like us are going to love him. So. 
want to see him succeed. I think right. he's still getting his, his, uh, his feet wet, you know? And, and I think he has the right mindset, though, coming from the the draft analyst yep. expert type role. Now he's now he's he sees these guys, you know, he he's in a different different position, but the same he has the same mindset. You know, he's building a team. Who do you want to build your team around? And I, and I think I think he's going to I I think they may it may be a year or two away, but they're on the upside. Moving right along to number 20, my Jacksonville disrupted Jaguars. Um, again, defense. I mean, yeah, they, they need a number one wide receiver. You know, Justin Jefferson uh-huh. is there out of LSU. Um, that, that, that could be, uh, do I want to pull that string? But you need defensive line help. That's what you built your team on. That's how you almost won the Super Bowl, or at least got to the Super Bowl, I should say. And beat the New England Patriots. So um, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting AJ Entspensia from Iowa, edge rusher. Rusher. Okay. He's six five, two seventy five, good size. Uh, I I just think he, maybe you can move him inside. Um, I just think that's he's a corn he, he's a cornbread fed. Uh, Iowa boy, and he's tough. Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys kind of hard to put a finger on. um, He's a pass rusher. He's highly rated, but he's not a quick twitch guy. You know what I mean? He's not burning around the end. But I think think also, though, it'll complement Josh Allen on the other side. Because if you have that guy that can set the edge and he's not as fast, but he can maintain his position, that you also then you have to worry about the other side, Josh Allen, who that that he can get to the quarterback in two and a half seconds. So it kind of kind of goes hand in hand with uh, what you're trying to do down there in Jacksonville, I believe. Yep. Just trying to find him on my list to check him out. So now we have the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. So for the sake of this draft, I was glad you didn't take who I had kind of a earmark for them, which was uh, Justin Jefferson from LSU wide receiver because they need wide receiver help. That, that does make sense. I, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, there's talk that they may try and trade him. Yeah, he's, he's – he's, I don't know how much more he has left in the tank, honestly. He's never a burner to begin with, you know what I mean? Not a real fast guy, and he's, he's often injured. He's not young anymore. Yeah, his best years yeah. were in Chicago. Jefferson is an overlooked guy because he doesn't, he doesn't do anything – he doesn't run as fast as Ruggs. He doesn't cut on a dime like CeeDee Lamb – Perfect route running like like uh, Judy, but he does everything well, Justin Jefferson. He's a very solid receiver. Great, great hands. Great hands. Yep. He's, he's gotten a guy that, like, he's not moving fast. Why is he open? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you yep, find that absolutely. in the NFL all the time. 40 times are great. When, when you can 
put that to the football field. If you can't, it doesn't matter. But he, um, I think he'd be a solid pick for them. And as a Cowboy fan, I, I hope they don't pick him. But I think that'd be a great pick for them. And then next up would be the Minnesota Vikings. And again, I'm sure they're kind of not happy now because they probably had their eyes on him too since they lost uh, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, which, uh, you know, there, there's been some very questionable okay, trades. And uh, then the rumor that they're interested in OBJ, I'm like, you got rid of Diggs because he was too much of a headache, but you want OBJ? <laughs> well, yeah, it's not a bigger close. headache. You know? No, so, it doesn't make sense. Um, let's see. So I have wide receiver, cornerback, defensive end as what I think for them. So with that, I think I would go cornerback uh, first because I don't have a receiver ranked quite this high. And maybe I go another one of your boys with uh, Diggs from Alabama. I know that's higher than some people have him, but I like him. Trayvon Diggs. He's 6'1", 205, good-sized corner. Um, obviously, played in a what, – What would your, your scouting report be of him since you watch, probably watch more Alabama than, than Nick Saban? <laughs> well, you know, he's – I, th- I think he's, he's a pretty solid player. Um, obviously, there is no perfect player out there, so I can't say that. And I would never say that uh, being a Crimson Tide fan. But, I mean, he, he's he's played some of the top receivers in the game of college football. Now, you can sit here and say college football isn't the NFL. I get that. But when you're, you're brought up in an NFL system, both on offense and defense, so he's practicing against an NF, you know a professional system, a pro style system. Um, he runs fast. He's got good vision. Uh, he's not afraid to get in there and play the big guy and square up with him. Obviously, he's going to probably be no Darrell Revis. Uh, those just don't come around too often. But I, I think I, I think he'll be able to hold okay. his own. Yeah, that, that's what I saw of him too. But I know you've watched more of him than I did. That's for sure. Uh, You are up with the Patriots. The New England Patriots. Well, Bill Belichick is sitting in New England scratching his head. But he's also, at the same sense, he's like, finally, Tom Brady's gone. I don't have that, this TB12, da-da-da-da-da. I can do what I want now. I'm going to show I can win. But we know in the NFL, if you don't have that, staple on your offense quarterback I think um, I think that's a problem and yes you can say that any quarterback that's been in New England has won you can't argue that but Bill Belichick being Bill and being a defensive guy I think you know the, the McCourtney twins they're getting old and I think Bill's going to wait till the second round or third round to grab his quarterback. So I'm going to say they take um, Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Utah. Very nice. All right. So here's you got the Saints on the board or on the clock. 
Um, I think they need to solidify their – I think they could use a running back, but I don't think I could take a running back this high. Um, I think when they were splitting the carries with your boy Ingram, <laughs> they were better off. Be you know, well, clearly, clearly they were better off. So I could see them wanting to go early, maybe another uh, bell cow type running back. But um, I think they're going to have to go with a uh, linebacker here. And this is where I think uh, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma comes off the, off the board. Yeah, Murray's a pretty good size, 6'2 and a half, 240 pounds. Um, he, he definitely has a good, good power. He can rush. He can set the edge. He can cover too. So yeah, you kind of get. From what I heard, he's a good good leader on a team. Uh, you know, sets the defenses. Smart guy. Again, maybe one of those guys that you know the traits aren't off the charts, but good at everything. Well, and it's, and and that's true because he yep. can play both inside and outside linebacker. So you know, maybe there's an injury, you can plug him in. But most of the time, if you're bringing a caliber first-round pick in, he's probably going to end up starting or getting a decent amount of play time, obviously, with any injuries or suspensions or whatever. But we, we pray Absolutely. that doesn't happen. So we've got Minnesota back on the clock. So I think here is where they go for their receiver. And I would have it between two guys. Uh, T. Higgins from Clemson big guy, tall guy, or a guy that shot up the charts from the combine. And I actually liked before the combine, but uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to replace the speed of Diggs, you go Denzel Mims to Minnesota. Denzel Mims. Very interesting. And Miami with the third pick. Miami with their third pick. Yeah, I personally feel, obviously, we're not doing drafts, but I, I don't think, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think they'll, uh, right, they'll be here. But for our draft, you know, they need help, and I think they go running back here. It may be a little too early, but Miami need they need to fill the holes, and I think it's either be between uh, Swift from Georgia or Taylor from Wisconsin. But I'm leaning more toward DeAndre Swift from Georgia, going to the Miami Dolphins at number twenty six. Got your quarterback, you got your tackle for them, and now you got a a weapon for them too. And they have receivers with Landry. He's not two now, right? So he's uh, uh, another know, Brown. But everybody's under Brown. Oh, that that's right, that's right. Um, but they they do have pieces there, but they're in a rebuild process too. So I I still think they're you know one or two years away. Um, they're they're not going to. I mean, right now it's slated like the Buffalo yeah. Bills. Honestly, until you have a quarterback, you you can't even start that clock. One, two, three, five, 20 years away. Who knows until you have your quarterback? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Seattle, 
on the clock. I think again, I would have, I could see a another receiver with them, but uh, I'm not going to do that right here. I'm going to add to their defensive line and bring in uh, Ross Blacklock from TCU, who is uh, he'll come in there and play three technique, get some pass rush. He played more one at TCU, so he wasn't used as a pass rusher as as much, but he's probably built to do that better. So there. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's six four, three hundred and five pounds. That's which that's is funny. At nowadays right in the, the NFL, for one technique, he's a little undersized, <laughs> right? You want three thirty? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. you you you. But you uh, get I think that. he's the guy. I think that that will be their pick in Seattle. Ross Blacklock. He's shot up the boards a lot from all the things I've been listening to and hearing. He went from a you know mid second rounder to a lot of people saying first round pick. It's going to be interesting to see how some of these college players play out. You know, again, we're just, you know, we try to be draft gurus and have a good time. We don't, you know, people look at us and listen to the show and be like, what are these guys talking about? But then maybe one or two of the picks actually happen. And they're like, well, how do they know that? How do they know? Yeah, we're well, this is what we do at this Must time. Enjoy it. And we're, you know, we're <laughs> That's on, true. Um, house arrest anyway. So it brings us to the Baltimore Ravens at number 28. Um, the, I definitely think they can go defense, but, you know, they just got Campbell, so that takes away a defensive lineman. Um, they could use some help at the safety linebacker position. Um, so I'm going to go Patrick Queen. The Baltimore Ravens and Green Bay just just to their LSU. across the room. Six foot two, <laughs> absolutely. But that, that's works. the that's the way it works, you know. You, that's the nature of He's the beast. A good player. He's a good player. No doubt about it. Staying in the AFC here with the Tennessee Titans. Picking at twenty nine, I mean, they, they they have a pretty good team. I mean, you didn't think Tannehill was going to do what he did. Henry is a is a bulldozer, but that's not you can't do that for 10, 15 years in the NFL. I mean, the lifetime of a running back, so I think average is what like five three, or six years, honestly. two and three quarters. Oh, okay. So it, it's even went down more. So. Henry running like that, he, and he's a big boy too. He's six four. I mean, I, I can't see him doing that. Maybe they need to cut the load down a little bit. But I, I wouldn't come in here and bring in a running back at this spot in the draft. Um, I think a wide receiver would be um, a, a solid pick here or a corner. But again, do you have that? wide receiver on your board that's still a first-round grade. I know there's a corner out there that has a pretty high grade, and I'm going to select a corner out of LSU, Christian Fulton, corner. Good pick. He's the guy – I think a lot of people will have him higher than Diggs on their board. 
I just I like the the bigger kind of thicker digs. You know, I mean, I like a, a corner bat that's a little uh, stronger. Yeah, I mean, because you know, sometimes yep. they'll have to come up in the zone or the cover, yep. you know, and, and make that tackle. And if you have a, you know, if you're not a big guy, chances are you're gonna get run yep. over. No doubt about it. <laughs> it's just reality. Okay, so I gotta reassess my board here for Green Bay. I I see their needs as linebacker, which I would have had Queen there. Um, or offensive tackle, or they could always use another receiver. Um, I think that receiver is third in line of the needs, but you got to stick to your board and take best players available, or you end up like the Cowboys of the 90s after the Super Bowls where they're reaching for need every year and they never find the guy they want. Um, as opposed to just taking best – sitting there, let the board come to you, and you take best player available. So I think they will take T. Higgins, receiver out of Clemson. Hey, he's a real good size, 6'3", yeah. 216. Yep. Uh, that, that's a he's solid He's a jump pick. ball guy, a high point. Weapon. Uh, I don't Yep. And you know, yeah, yeah, right. Can no one throws a better, better Hail Mary, that's for sure. Off your yep. back foot, you know, so uh, that, that makes the perfect sense. Now, San Fran, it's amazing how many teams have multiple picks this year. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And, and I think in the second round is when you're going to see a lot of trades happening. Because the depth of the draft, uh, I, I think teams will be looking to move up to try and make sure that they get their guy. So now the 49ers are on the clock again. So we already took uh, Javon Kinlaw at 13 to beef up their D-line. Um, they can use cornerback, but I think you, you, they go out and they find a replacement for uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who they lost, and that's a big loss to the Saints. And they take Jalen Rieger from TCU. Yep. Now that kid's a burner. The, the kid is a burner and, and he fits Shanahan's system. You know how he had it down there in Atlanta. He's a burner, kick returner. So now you got a guy that can yeah. play He's a fun special player. teams as well. And, and, and maybe that's where he breaks yep. in the NFL as a kick returner. And then maybe he maybe he's that third or fourth wide receiver, or you bring him in and maybe you run a pistol with him, or you know the RPOs. So there's with, with the NFL changing, there's so much you can do with a cali- with a player of his caliber, with his speed and his yep. <clears throat> excuse me his athleticism. And you already have the Swiss Army knife guy with uh, Debo Samuel too. So so if you can kind of you know figure right. out ways to use them both on the field at the same time, where no one really knows what they're going to do because they're both versatile. Riggers is definitely faster, but uh, I think that'd be a good fit because, you know, Sanders is a fast guy. I know he's old, but he's still fast. And uh, you lose that weapon when you lose him. So I think this will fit nice for them. For sure. Well, it brings us to the final pick of the first round, 32 to the 
mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think here it's you know they could go offensive line, maybe a running back. I mean, it, it's it's tough to say, but if you stay true to your board, you know, offensive line, you got the tackle Josh Jones out of Houston, or um, maybe Caesar Ruiz out of Michigan. He, now he's a he's a hybrid type of lineman, center guard, six two three zero seven. So I'm going to say they take Caesar Ruiz out of Michigan, center. You can't go wrong with offensive linemen, especially when they are a hybrid and they can play yep. two positions. Unless, and let's face it, you got the best quarterback in the league. So why not make sure that he has, you know. Uh, depth there at the offensive line. And Rue is supposed to be a a smart kid. Michigan, you want a guy in Andy Reid's complicated offense that could look at a defense, know what the hell's going on. As good as Mahomes is, he could always use more help. Yep. Yeah, you can never have enough. You know, And let's face it, you never know. Injuries, it, it happens every year. There's always those in, injured yeah. injuries that come out and you don't see it happening, and then then teams that that could take them out of the playoffs. I mean, yep. listen, their offense is high powered anyway, so if they just got someone that could, and obviously you bring him up and, and he learns the position, so now who, who knows? He may be you know a Pro Bowl guard. Yep, and maybe he slides in the start to your guard years. to your until your center is gone and he takes over for him. Right now, you now he's coming in yep. with four years' experience in the offense, and he's yeah, just I, essentially sliding over one position. And, um, I and, think and, that too many times teams make the mistake of saying, oh, "We're loaded, right? Let's get you know another weapon, another receiver." I am always line, 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 offensive, defensive lines, whatever you could do to build them up. You can never have too many of them. No team ever said we have too many well, pass the game rushers. Is one in this the is a problem. It, no one... <laughs> and uh, you know exactly. where I actually I, to give credit to a team I don't like at all. When the Giants, right when they're building that team that won in 07, and they kept on adding pass rushers, and I was laughing at them like you can only play two defensive ends at a time, right? You had Strahan and, and Yuminura, and you added Justin Tuck and uh, Kimanuka, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like. They won Super Bowls by doing that. Make us stronger. But they and they brought in the what the players they needed to make sure that they could get to the quarterback. And uh, when yep. they met New England, that's how you yep. beat Tom Brady right up the middle. He ran right what he middle. called his uh, race <laughs> car <laughs> defense. We had four defensive ends on the field at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, he got race card right out of Jacksonville. He just wore a spot there. <laughs> as much as I thought that was going to work, Harry. As, as much you know, as it's I funny. thought it was It's funny work. at the NFL. And I, that's part of what's so awesome about it. But what's so maddening about it is when things work, when a team wins, when Sean McVay looks like a super genius a couple of years ago, everything has to click. You know? Coordinators, your players are just—they're picking up what you're putting down, and they're loving it. And then the next year, somebody doesn't believe. Somebody is not as good as you thought you when you drafted them. 
And a guy like Spagnola goes from looking like, you know, the greatest defensive mind to an idiot and other stops, right? It just has to be a perfect fit with the scheme, coach, the personnel. And uh, when it's not, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And But you also have that, okay, well, okay, now McVay, the coach and trio <laughs> McVay, this is going to be the new NFL. Yep. No, it, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't always work. It's not like you're coming from a Bill Belichick tree. But let's face it, not all Bill Belichick assistant have. coaches have panned out in the NFL. I, I mean, Bill yep. O'Brien is probably, He's probably the most successful of the group. Houston. Because – Right, and I don't know what he was thinking getting rid of D-Hop. Uh, no, I, I don't get that. And, I, and I'm sure the owner – I mean, we don't know. Maybe, like, I've never heard doing? stories, though, about him being a horrible practice guy or a distraction or a bad kid, you know, like, like T.O. You know what I mean? I never heard any of that. No. No, I haven't either. But I did, did Did you see yeah. about the interview with uh, Primetime? I guess he, he told Primetime that – Yep. Bill O'Brien yep. through Aaron Yep, Hernandez. last time I had a meeting with, like, this was Aaron right, Hernandez. Yeah. And listen, that's that, that's probably the farthest thing. And we don't know because we're not in that locker room, so we don't really know what happened. But that's that, that's a little uncharacteristic. Yeah, I can go by what I've seen <laughs> from Bill O'Brien, and he seems like a tool bag. So I'm going to side with uh, Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh well i'd like to thank the listeners out there absolutely Harry, man coming on it's always great to get around yeah Talk thank you for here. scheduling during, this man I need draft fix. season um absolutely so ho- hopefully your cowboys and my jags make the teams better do uh have good drafts instead of hopefully <laughs> they don't pull a blaine gabbard or something like that um which wouldn't surprise me but uh, thanks again for being on. It's always a pleasure. That's all for today. The next show for Strictly Sports Podcast will be um, live during the NFL draft to talk to draft picks. So come back out, listen to us. Again, I'm Steve Strickland, Harry J from 4 